part of the problem with smoking is that I get really bad dry mouth. <laughs> so, what was I just saying? You've been smoking the devil's blood, <laughs> is what saying. Sanus Lapidus. Greenhouse. I'm KK. And I'm Wiggles. And we're here to review Disney Channel original movies. DCOMs. To see if they get a puff or a pass from us in the year 2021. And we have a special DCOM for you today because it's not even a DCOM. <laughs> yes, not. you're right. Um, we are going, like we said at the beginning of this season, which was like two months ago now. Because <laughs> we um, are stoners, and we had mentioned that we might do some like non decom content, um, to just kind of like break it up and make this passion project a little bit more sustainable for us. Um, so this week we uh, decided to watch the Indian in the cupboard, which from this point forward, we're just going to call Indian in the cupboard because the, the seems weird and unnecessary. I've decided. Yeah. This is <laughs> one that was really weird because I, I don't remember ever seeing this in a movie theater, but I feel like everybody that I know has seen this movie at least once. I, so. yeah, I was telling KK that, this was one of those few movies that my grandparents had at their house on VHS. So it's like whenever I visited them, this is one of the movies that we watched. So I watched it a lot, but I don't remember it. I didn't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember much of it. I feel like this was high on the, you have a substitute teacher, you need to watch a movie oh, yeah. movie list. Oh so yeah, I'm rolling out first. that that cart. Rolling out the cart. Rolling out the cart, plugging it in with the extension cord. <laughs> with the extension cord. <laughs> and this was definitely a VHS that every school had. And I feel like for that reason, I only know the first third of this movie. And I've probably seen the first third of this movie exactly, like Exactly, exactly. And I feel like it's one of those movies where, you know, if you don't watch... The rest of the movie, it seems like it's gonna be gonna be a good movie. Like the first thirty minutes, you're like, oh, this is promising. But either way, so KK and I both had like fond memories of this film, but we can't really remember why. Like we couldn't remember like the true content. Yeah, it, it was like memories of this movie. I wouldn't even say that it was fond. I just like remember this movie being important. I remember the trailer for this movie. Oh wow. I feel like another I do movie. Too. Wow. Yes. And it's nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. And and so I did a little bit of background reading, aka um, a quick Wikipedia search on India in the cupboard, and here's what I found. So I feel like the majority of millennials remember this movie and remember it fondly, but it actually, looking back, was considered a box office flop. So this came out in 1995, and it was based on a book, of course, written by a white author. This movie is written, screenplayed by white, white, can I speak? White writers. And so... 
you know, it's it's not really the best representation, you wouldn't think. Yeah, it only made $35 million, and it took $45 million to make the film. So it wasn't considered a good movie. And the book is actually, I think it's either a trilogy or a four-part series. And they just didn't make the rest of the books into movies because they were like, yeah, people don't like this. Like, but we all kind of remember it fondly. Like, and I feel like you mentioned this, KK. It was maybe a popular in, like, the VHS world. Yeah, so I, I'm sure it had a massive VHS release, which is probably why... Which is probably why all of us in the 90s remember it so, so much. Because, you know, if it had a nice sleeve, if it had, you know, some oh, special had a nice sleeve, box art, sure. like, we were all over that. And I was talking about this movie with one of my friends, and they had mentioned that they got, like, a limited dish limited edition VHS that came with like a key <laughs> like you know like the old timing key that's yeah, I'm in sure the movie this pushed a lot of toys yeah so I feel like wow which is probably another reason why we know this because if there was something that they also pushed in the 90s it was VHS's and the toys mm-hmm. so the movie oh, yeah. didn't have to be that good as long as you push the toys and the VHS is going to make all your money. And the Happy Meals. I'm um, sure there was like a Happy Meal or a Burger King meal that was indeed in the cupboard. Yeah. I don't know. We didn't do that deep dive of research. <laughs> but. but also, um, I do want to mention that um, unfortunately there was a man who passed away during the filming of the movie. A sec technician died when he fell from a mechanical hoist and it did lead to changes in the motion picture safety rules um and in their union so unfortunately that also delayed the movie and so it came out alongside some really big like summer hits that year so yeah that's a really unfortunate piece of history but Definitely didn't put a damper on our ability to remember this movie. Yeah. Although I don't want to be glib about someone's passing in yeah. any way, shape, or form. Uh, I know. That was really sad to read. Yeah. So, rest in peace to this person who was helping at the production. And hopefully the, the safety changes were helpful in saving lives going forward. Yeah. All right. So, the movie starts with our main character, a young boy named Omri. It's his birthday party, and his older brother, Gillian, got him a gift. And this gift is a cupboard that he got literally off the side of the road. And, like, the whole family is very impressed. And they're like, wow, did you clean it? Like, to be fair. Like, to be fair, his family is very thoughtful for oh, him yeah. being the youngest. Like, yeah. all of his brothers get him things that he's really excited to get. Yes. But either way, I thought it was funny that he was very excited for this random cupboard, right? That had a lock. And so they couldn't get it open, but the mom is like, hey, I happen to collect old-timey keys. Like, Omri, go through my jar of keys and see if you can find one that fits and while she's doing this she's 
while she's saying this, she's uh, holding Baskin Robbins, which I'm like, oh yeah, the 31 flavors had strong product placement in the 90s. Like this is pre like big product placement. But um, there was some strong product but there, placement. But like that 31 flavors, Baskin Robbins, mm, it had me, it had me craving. Yeah, there was, there was product placement in this movie a lot. Some of the toys that he yeah, had yeah. were some uh, you know pretty clear brands mm-hmm. going on, but, you know, cross-promotion. Mm-hmm. So, uh, either way, they eat their Baskin-Robbins and his friend Patrick, who looks Indian as in Native, as in from India, not Native American. His friend Patrick gives him a toy Indian, as in Native American, like a little plastic figurine. And that night, Omri, when he's going through the keys, he finds a key that fits. And his mom is like, oh yes, this is the key that I got when my grandmother was dying. And they didn't want me to have anything. And so I took this key. I saw this key of hers and I wanted it and I took it. And it was like so odd. <laughs> and and so they open this cupboard and they put in the little toy Indian and Omri goes to bed and they read Stuart Little. And that's bedtime. That's his birthday. Boom, Stuart Little, think about it. Stuart Little. Mind blown little. foreshadowing. Little. <clears throat> Like throughout, like when we saw that, when we were watching that, I was like, KK, what do you think that means? As if like we're not watching like a movie about her. About her. Native American in the country. <laughs> the next morning, Omri wakes up and he hears a tapping sound coming from the cupboard. And when he opens the cupboard, he is dumbfounded to find that there is no toy in the cupboard. And instead, <laughs> There's a real-life Native American three-inch person in the like cupboard. Like, finger size. Like, imagine, like, your index finger, right? Yeah. Maybe that's about three inches. And Omri is absolutely awestruck looking at this Native American. And this Native American is like, I have a knife. <laughs> and Omri is like, I just want to touch you. And this Native American is like, I told you I have a knife. And so Omri is like, I'm, I'm going to touch you. And this Native American is like, I'm cutting you. And cuts him. And Omni is kind of like, ow, I didn't expect you to actually hurt me. And locks him back in the cupboard again and runs off to school. Of course, he's at school. He's just antsy. He really just wants to get home and see this, it, this Native American person who is in the cupboard. This Iroquois person in the cupboard. Mm-hmm. And... He opens up the cupboard only to find out that the toy has turned back into a toy. The, the man has turned back into a toy. Well, is it a man? Is it a toy? <laughs> Which one is it? He knows. It's a toy man. It's a toy man. <laughs> so he feels like it must have been a dream. He goes back down for dinner and, you know, doesn't feel that great. Goes to bed, tries to sleep off the... Iroquois in the, in the cupboard dream. In his parents' room, remember? The skylight? Oh, yeah. He sleeps with his parents because mm-hmm. his family... This is like the opposite of every Disney dad. Like, this mm-hmm. dad is like the so anti-dad. He's wholesome. great. He looks like he's going to be really gruff, but he's actually like, no. He's I'm like, 
Dream Dad. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go down to the hardware store and, like, build a skylight for my kids, you know? In their bedroom. In their bedroom. And I'm going to, you know, do some extra stuff for my son. I'm going to give him some money to mm-hmm. go down to the store and shit. Like, he's 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 a good dad. Like, he's yeah, trying he's to dad up here. And the kids are, you know, seem to, you know, care about each other and shit. Um, except for the animal cruelty, which we'll get to. Yeah. Oh, God. The next day, he wakes up. And he hears a tapping again, and he reopens the cupboard, <laughs> and he finds the Iroquois man back in the cupboard. And, and describe the Iroquois man. So, he's, I don't, I don't know how to describe him as far as like skin tones, like tan, like Native American, uh, bald but with a long braid, ponytail, with a long ponytail, excuse me, mm-hmm. and he's wearing like but like the ponytail is just like a patch of hair in the back of his head he has tattoos and he's wearing like assless chaps and a loincloth and leather yeah i didn't i didn't really know where they were going with that but apparently they hired an expert and this is what the expert said Mm -hmm. was was going on so hopefully it was accurate if not it was a little you know bdsm in any case this Iroquois man's name is Little Bear, and Little Bear says he's from 1761, and clearly he must be high as well, and he thinks that he's in a dream, and he's like, yo, Omri must be the peacemaker, he must be one of the gods, and I must be on some sort of journey that's taking me here, and I have to figure out what's going on, so I guess I'll stay here. And Omri is like, well, I'm a little kid, so I guess you can do what you want to do because you're an adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Iroquois man, and he gives the Iroquois man a uh, uh, a teepee. He puts a plastic teepee inside the cupboard and turns it into a real teepee and gives it to Little Bear, who is confused, who has no He's idea. He's never what, seen a teepee. He's never seen a teepee before. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, Omri now... And so while Little Bear is trying to figure out what to make of this new scenario and, you know, this teepee, which is, you know, I guess what he has to live in, he watches Omri as Omri starts to experiment with this Indian in the cupboard and throws a bunch of toys in there. He throws some you know, Star Trek men in there. He throws Darth Vader in there. He throws Dinosaur. From and Toy Story, right? Was that the Toy Story? I think that was what? Jurassic Park. Oh, that's what... Yeah, this was pre-Toy Story. And so he just throws all this stuff in the cupboard. I think the RoboCop he puts in there. Closes it. Locks it. Opens it back up. And all of the figurines are... Come to come, life. Come to life and are like fighting Literature. each other inside the cupboard. And as soon as they notice Omri, they all start to turn their attention to him. And so he quickly clears the cupboard and, like, realizes that he has a huge responsibility with this power to turn things uh, to life with this uh, cupboard. Mm -hmm. So Omri decides to take Little Bear outside because Little Bear has said that he wants to find materials to build himself a longhouse. He describes a longhouse as a place where the whole family lives. And it's more than just 
brothers and sisters. It's like large extended families, aunts and uncles and cousins, all um, through the matril, all related through the matrilineal line. Um, and they share this home and the responsibilities in the home. Um, and so he wants to build that. And so while they're outside, uh, Little Bear is like having a great time. He's loving it. And all of a sudden he gets attacked by a bird, which is their worst nightmare. Nightmare. So Omri rushes him inside and brings to life a toy army medic rather than finding a fucking band-aid so little bear's like i need husks i need husks and so he like omri like goes into the bathroom and is like looking around i'm like just get a band-aid and instead he's like i'm gonna bring my army medic toy to life and so this toy comes to life and omri knows now that these toys have is it called like sentience yeah, they exist. They exist. Yeah. And so he kind of is like playing a trick on this army medic. He's like, it's just a dream, right? Like, and so this army medic is like currently in the trenches of what seems like World War One. Yeah, and, World War One or two. Yeah. And um and so Omri's like, This is just a dream, like I need your help, someone's hurt. And he brings over the medic to little bear and the medic is like stunned he's like and he calls him the i word and i'm not gonna say it but it's not indian it's the other i word and he's like uh mm. and i was like oh my god i was like did they just say that in this movie and so this he's like i never thought i'd help a person like you and so this poor man is like thinking that this is like some kind of dream and he's having to save this Native American and it's very odd and either way he bandages him up and saves little bear and then Omri's like okay medic man time to go time to wake up time to go back you know and so he like puts the man back in the cupboard and the man like salutes him and turns around and so it's like odd you're like it, it, it feels weird. But either way, so at one point his mom asks him how he's doing because he's acting kind of odd. And he's like, pretty damn good. It's just weird. He's <laughs> it was like so eight. weird. So I was like, hey, Omri, you okay? And he's like, how you doing? She's like, how you doing? He's like, I'm pretty damn good. <laughs> so yeah. like, okay. No, she's like in the, what grade is in like the fourth grade or some shit? I thought he was in like third or fourth grade. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a young. fucking kid. Because <laughs> I think he was like turning nine. Yeah, he was. I think a baby. it was his ninth birthday. And so either way, at school, you know, they're in like their. It looks like a creative writing class, and their teacher is like, you know, asking them to share their stories. And one kid in the class is like obsessed with JFK, and he's like telling so his stories about JFK. And then it gets to Omri, and Omri, like, starts sharing this story about an Iroquois man. And his hottie teacher, I was like, mm, this teacher is hottie. <laughs> he was like, this teacher is like, Omri. Like, after class, is like, Omri, like, where did you learn about Iroquois? And he's like, uh, I don't know. And, and the teacher's like, you know, like, a lot of our democracy today is based off of... Uh, that of the Iroquois constitution or something. And so, yeah, it was just like um, funny. 
And that afternoon, uh, he's trying to get Little Bear some hunting material. So Little Bear is like, hey, I, I need to like go hunting, right? And he brings another Native American man to life. Or, or sorry, another toy to life. It's an it's a Native American man, mm-hmm. and and he's he wants to steal his bow and arrow, and a little bear is like, oh, that's a Mohawk man, like a Mohawk elder, right? He he recognizes him, and uh, you know, Omri doesn't really think anything of it. He steals the bow and arrow, and he's about to shut the cupboard, and the man collapses and dies. Right there. Right on the spot. Of shock. Of, of shock. seeing a, you know, humongous godlike child stealing stuff from him. Yeah. <clears throat> and he dies. And Omri has no idea what's going on. He's, like, never experienced death. Also, like, is this death? It feels, like, so weird. He's eight. He's eight. And Little Bear is, like, very kind of frank about it. And he's, like... Have you never experienced death? Have you never seen death? He's kind of like shocked, right? He's like, he has familiarity and experience with being close to death. And both from, you know, being raised in a in a space where you'd live with your elders and also in an appreciation for life and death and hunting, right? And, and so he insists on a proper burial for the man and uh, Omri just wants to shut him in the cupboard. And put him, send and, him back. And send him back as a dead man. And uh, that creates a really big rift um, between Little Bear and Omri. And either way, they get in an argument and Omri has to go to the hardware store for his dad. So his dad like gives him some money. Does he have to go and get something in particular? So... What did he need to get from the hardware store? He had to get, store? like, a hatchet or something. At one point, he brought, like, a knight to life to, like, get his oh. hatchet. He, and he, like, he stole used, his dad's he hatchet. Like files. His, he had used, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he needed, he had borrowed something from his dad, and so he needed to replace it. Yeah. And his dad, you know, kind of gave him a talking to about it, but, like, a light talking to mm-hmm. And so he was He walked over to the hardware store. And so he's like, you know, I can go to the hardware store and I can get it. And he's like, you don't have to. He's like, no, I'm not a baby. I can do it. And Mm -hmm. so he gave him the money and he did it, even though he's, you know, eight. And this is New York York City. City. And there's a long shot of him walking with the Twin Towers in the background. And we were like, oh, that's like kind of uncomfy now. It's really sad. But, um... Either way, so he goes to the hardware store, gets this, you know, tool for his dad, and is walking home, and he gets busted by another kind of tool. The neighborhood bully comes up to Omri and steals his, like, change from the hardware store. And Omri's, like, defeated. He's like, man... You don't know the shit I've seen today. I just brought a Mohawk man to life and watched him die. You know, so he's kind of just like, I've had a long day. Patrick sees him and Patrick's mom, who has like at all times. And by the way, Patrick's mom like looks, KK thinks that she looks Native American. Yeah. And so it's like all kind of odd. But either way, 
So she has a baby on her back, like in one of those large 90s, like baby carrier things, like those like metal things, you know, like those baby back carriers. Mm. And she's pregnant. So she has like Patrick, there's like a baby on her back and a baby in her belly. And she like sees this bully go up to Omri and she's like, Omri's having a tough day. So she's like, hey, Omri, let's all walk you home, right? And so Omri comes clean. Oh, at one point, Omri, Patrick gives Omri a toy cowboy to go with his toy Native American. Because so Omri had been like going on about this toy. So like, Omri what a great been, toy in, you got me. In the <laughs> class, like writing this story about turning stuff to life. And mm-hmm. the other kids are like, oh, like, you know, Omri's this is just creative story. writing. And Patrick is over here like, I gave you a toy. I wonder if he could turn that shit to real life. Yeah. <laughs> and so he gives him another tool. Mm-hmm. And Omri comes clean to Patrick. And he's like, okay, Patrick, I'm going to tell you, yes. He introduces himself him to Little Bear. And he's like, this cupboard and this toy, like, and this key. It's all some sort of magic. It all brought it to life. And Omri, though, is like, yo, Patrick, this is a big responsibility. You can't just, like, do this willy-nilly. And Patrick's like, um, well, I'm going to do it willy-nilly. And sticks in the cowboy and the horse. The, the cowboy's riding the horse. He sticks it in the cupboard, locks it up, opens it up, boom. We meet Boo-Hoo. Boo-Hoo Boon. <laughs> so the cowboy and the horse come to life and immediately... The cowboy shoots Patrick in the face because Patrick deserved it. He was dumb. <laughs> and so the cowboy is uh, walking, talking, stereotype, full of racist slurs. And he really has a problem with the I-words. He calls Omri an I-word lover. And so Omri shoves Boohoo into a dresser so that him and Little Bear can't fight. And so... He gets Patrick to leave, but not before Patrick convinces him to keep Boohoo Boon. <laughs> I'm not going to never say Boohoo Boon <laughs> as a cowboy and bring him to school the next day. Mm-hmm. Both are terrible ideas, but apparently Aubrey only has one friend, so he agrees to it. Meanwhile, Little Bear is like, hey, Aubrey. This Um, isn't a good idea. This is a terrible idea, and if he's coming to school, I'm coming to school. And Omri's like, that's also a terrible idea, but... Bet. Do us do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the next day... Hold my beer. (laughs) So the next day, Omri takes... uh, Omri and Patrick take (laughs) Boohoo and Lil Bear to school in Patrick's fanny pack. In their fanny pack. And, and do some weird slow walking so as to not jostle the people inside their <laughs> fan packs. And the two of them are Patrick, oh, excuse me, Boone and uh, Little Bear are trying to get over their differences if for no other reason than to not die inside a fanny pack. Omri is kind of like getting real like, you know, we got to be careful about this shit. Like these are real people. Like we can't kill them. We can't expose them because that'll, you don't know what type of shit the government Mm -hmm. is going to want to know about me if I can turn shit to life. Like Mm -hmm. basically 
Omri has the appropriate level of concern about his magical powers. Mm -hmm. But Patrick doesn't give a rat's ass. He's trying to show other kids. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the teacher is trying to, like, hey, like, Omri, this, you know, story is rad cool. You know, do you want to get into the tag program or some shit? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) His teacher was really into Omri and what was going on. But he noticed. Which, you know what? I appreciate. Because we don't see a lot of, like... Yeah. Men, male no elementary teachers. school teachers. Yeah, so Omri, out of the corner of his eye, notices Patrick about to show some other kids the the fucking people in his pocket. The Iroquois man and the cowboy. And the Omri is just like, fuck it. Like, confronts Patrick Fisticuffs. directly. It's just like, hey, what the fuck? Like, he doesn't say that, but he's, like, in the kid version of what the fuck. He's like, what are you doing? And Omri is basically, like, I do what I want. Like, I mean, Patrick Patrick. is basically, like, I do what I want and pushes Omri. Like, so Patrick is completely out of pocket at this point. They're about to get into a fight. The teacher comes over. He's like, hey, what's going on with you guys? And then Patrick, like a full bitch, like this was really the most frustrating part of this whole movie because (laughs) I really wanted to punch a little kid in the face in a way that I shouldn't. But Patrick was just like, you know, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. I don't care. And Armory's like, why the fuck are you putting their lives in danger, basically? And the teacher's like, whose lives in danger? And so... Omri has to be like, uh, the we're playing an imaginary game with these two plastic figurines. Plastic. Plastic. <laughs> act like plastic. And pulls the two figurines out of the pocket and they're... They look know, like humans. They look like humans, but they're sports. playing possum. Mm-hmm. And that's enough to... That's enough for the teacher to allow them to go and... They managed to get home, managed to stay friends throughout the end of this story because, like, honestly, like, me and Patrick would have never been speaking after that. Yeah. <laughs> but they they get home and they can't find the key to the cupboard. And... Must have been the rat. Must have been the rat. We didn't even talk about the rat. We haven't talked about the rat. Did it not come up yet? <sighs> I don't think I'm... I put it in the script. I mentioned it at the end in the recap as a cringe, but I didn't actually put it in the script. So I gotta, okay. I gotta go to the rat. You need to go to right? the rat. So they have as Omri is, you know, experimenting with all of these different Indian... I mean, all different... Not Indian. All these different toys in the cupboard. He starts borrowing toys from his brother. And his brother, to retaliate against him hides the cupboard and so as he's getting the cupboard back from his brother he gets the cupboard back and then asks his brother for the key and then gets the key back but in a fit of frustration that's really fucked up he kicks the he has like a hamster ball for his rat and like kicks the rat while it's in the ball and like kicks it down the stairs and then later on, like... And they just did that just because. Just does it just because. Like, it's really fucked up. And then later on, like, hides the rat in the fucking... In laundry, the laundry basket. Like, he was, like, really trying to kill it's this like rat animal for, abuse. No reason, for no reason. But in any case, this rat is rightfully upset at him. <laughs> <laughs> and 
you know, the rat is probably run off with the key because Omri's been a bastard to him. Mm-hmm. But what, because they can't find the key to turn Boo Hoo Boom back, they decide to just watch some TV and pass some time. And of course, an uh, old timey movie with cowboys and Indians comes on, and the cowboys are shooting the Indians. And Boo Hoo Boo. They're massacring them. Boo Hoo Boo is loving it. Just a full on massacre. And he's hooting and hollering and shooting his gun into the air. And Little Bear's had enough of it and shoots an arrow straight through Boo Hoo Boo while he's cheering on the cowboys. And Patrick and Omri are just sitting there watching all that shit happen. Like, like they're just asshole. not even. They do not the change the channel. I would watch Static before I would watch that. That's mm-hmm. awful. So, Little Bear shoots Boone, and that, you know, is enough to spur everybody into action, apparently. Mm-hmm. And uh, Armory has to bring the army medic back to life, and even though Boohoo Boone needs a blood transfusion, they're able to, you know, keep him, you know, sustainable <laughs> until they can, until they can, like, save his life. But, what they need... Wait, wait, wait. I must have messed things up. Because they needed the key. Mm-hmm. They need the key to bring the medic back to life. To save mm-hmm. Boone. Mm-hmm. And they don't know where the key is. Mm-hmm. And they find the key beneath the floorboards. But... Yes. There's a big ass rat. I think I missed that part. Yeah. I think that's why I had you read this part. Because I was like... <laughs> you're going to know the details. But there's a big ass rat. And the big ass rat is fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. Because it's been you know, abused, mm-hmm. and it's rightfully mad. And it's going to bite, you know, if Amri puts his hand down there because mm-hmm. Amri deserves it. But Little Bear is brave enough and honestly, like, more experience in violence. <laughs> <laughs> um, enough to go down there. casual violence. <laughs> just to go down there and uh, procure that key from the rat. And... The little bear, you know, summons the courage, is able to run down there, grab the key, and escape the rat just in time. That Patrick grabs and intercepts as he leaps into the air in a very dramatic. That way. was scary. That actually terrified me. I wasn't ready to see a rat launched at me. <laughs> yeah. So they're able to save the key. They're able to get the key and use the key to. Um, to say boo-hoo-boo. So the next morning, Omri wants to bring Little Bear a wife. He had been mentioning how he wants to have, like, a wife and a child again. Um, but Little Bear turns down the offer. He's like, please don't make this plastic toy come to life. He's like, she has a family and she's happy. I don't want to take her away from her clan and into this strange world. And so he kind of decides that He's ready to go back and be with his people. And so Boohoo is on the mend thanks to the army medic coming back to save him again. Little Bear has kind of had this realization. And so he's like, I'm ready. And unfortunately, you know, he sees this movie and he sees the way that Boohoo is acting towards him. And he asks, Omri just openly. He's like, yo, is there like some bad shit coming for me? 
And Armory's like, yeah. And so Little Bear just realizes that he has to face it, right? He has to go and be with his clan and help prepare them as best as he can. But he decides to step into the cupboard. And so him and Boohoo and the horse all go into the cupboard and kind of honorably take their final form and the cupboard is shut. And when Omri opens it, they're plastic toys again. And so at school, Omri shares the story of the Iroquois with his class and that's that's it. That's the way the movie ends. It's kind of a dramatic ending. Oh, no, 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 no. It actually ends with some kid finishing his essay about John F. Kennedy. Oh, that's right. The JFK still is... JFK kid is still obsessed with JFK. JFK. That's what we wanted to... And it's to, the assassination moment. That is what they wanted us to write at the end of this. Yeah. John F. Kennedy. We still wanted to promote some JFK. But... In this movie about Native Americans being so, mistreated by the government. <laughs> from the Indian in the cupboard. Yes. So, overall... How did it hold up? It, okay, so considering our Penny is having a moment right now, she's like going full on lick zone. It it didn't. I don't. I didn't remember a lot of that movie. I feel like I, I probably seen the first have never of this movie, like, seen. A times, but I had, I had no idea that an old man dies in the middle of it. Yeah, I didn't even remember that part to be honest. So it's like I don't know how much I had retained from my childhood. Clearly, not that much. Um, there was a lot of it that made me really uncomfortable. They were like really open with racial slurs, and they were they were period specific in the worst way. Yeah, and. They were, like, showing all of these Native American... Actually, they were specifically Apache people getting killed in this Cowboys and Indians movie. And it just was, like... (laughs) I get that part of it was trying to be subversive, but a lot of it just really felt like a little fetishization. Yes, exactly. They were a little too comfortable with these things. Um, And so... Uh, I also was like, was Patrick being Indian supposed to be a joke? Or like, was it just coincidence? I don't know. It was kind of like... I don't know. Was he an actual Native American kid and I just thought he looked Indian? No, he's Indian. Oh, okay. Boom. So yeah. he is actually Indian. So I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But it was a weird casting. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think were the best moments of dialogue? Uh, and why were they pretty damn good? <laughs> Um, best moments of dialogue? I thought that I really appreciated what what Little Bear brought. I feel like he was very... But I feel like Little Bear had, like, dropped some wisdom. And I appreciate Yeah, Little Bear really was, like, you know, at his head, like, yo, you know, you need to grow up and be a man. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I need to grow up and be a man and help my nephew because... You know, I'm, I'm all he's got right now, and I'm over here dealing with you, and mm-hmm. I gotta help prepare him for, for the white man who's coming. You know, little Bear little bear came with the thunder, mm-hmm. and also he shot a boohoo boon in cold blood. Like, I mm-hmm. can't really say that he was in any mortal danger when he decided he was gonna shoot <laughs> that dude. 
I know it felt good. You know, he wanted to do it, but, you know, I can't, yeah. I can't respect that. Yeah. I mean, actually, how can I disrespect that? He was, like, cheering on a bunch of Apache people getting shot. It's like, it's not that, it's not, it's a funny now, now that you get shot. Like, ah, can't be yeah. mad at him. Yeah. And, um, you know, I really appreciated there was a non-problematic dad. Like, their dad was actually, I know we touched on it, Great but, dad. like, he was amazing. He was really sweet. One of the best dads. Um, but another thing is like, there was just, I wasn't cool with the animal abuse. I didn't see the point of it. It I was thought unnecessary it, and it was played for laughs. Yeah. And I didn't like that. So this is like one of those, it was like forward thinking in some aspects and just like really typical, like nineties, uncomfy cringe. We wouldn't do that today type moments. I don't know if there are any people that we recognize now from this movie. No. Not it's just one. weird. Yeah. They just like buried this movie. <laughs> so, a puff or a pass, KK? A puff or a pass? I'm going to give this a strong puff. I feel like this movie, it's not a good movie. It's a 90s movie in all of the best and worst ways. So if you want a good piece of nostalgia, you know, take a few bong rips and, mm-hmm. you know, get into some back when I was a kid bliss. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like actually watching the second two-thirds of The Indian and the Cabaret are mm-hmm. a good watch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, put on um, your Lisa Frank slippers and... Uh, Heat up your Easy Bake Oven, or I should say plug it in your Easy Bake Oven. You know, get some... your talk boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, get it cracking. Just Indian enjoy this pepper. movie. Play some pogs. Um, I am going to give this movie a puff. And right off the bat, I gave it a pass. I told KK after we watched it, I'm like, that's a pass for me. And then I was doing some research. And I have to say, the research is what made me give this movie a puff. Because I feel like this movie, while I didn't really think it was that good, it really inspired me to go on a whole learning journey. Um, And by a learning journey, I mean, like, I I spent an afternoon, like, Googling some stuff. Um, But it really inspired me to learn more about the Iroquois Nation. And so... Um, I learned, I like read up on like the longhouses and how like family lines are like designated, like how, how the family lines grow within the household and like the structure of them. And then, um, like I learned that it's funny cause at one point little bear, like in the movie mentions that the, the mo- the man, the other Native American man is Mohawk. He, like, immediately identifies him as Mohawk. And I didn't know that the Iroquois Nation was, like, a band of five tribes that came together, and the Mohawk is one of them. Um, And so I found that, like, really interesting. I also appreciate, while this movie had a lot of cringe moments in regards to um, depiction of Native Americans, they actually hired... uh, like a expert um native american from she wasn't iroquois but she was from the area um maybe one of maybe one of the five tribes within the and i might be saying this wrong within the band of tribes but either way 
Um, so they hired her. And Little Bear is actually a Native American man who is cast um, after, like, being seen doing, like, a rap thing in Rome while he was, like, on study abroad. And he actually convinced the, the producers to hire this um, expert so that they could uh, show, like, culturally accurate depictions. So, like, the house that he built was accurate and, like, his dress and his tattoos and his hair. Um, so it was, like, all very interesting. So I give this movie a puff because it took me on a learning journey and I appreciate when a movie does that. So even if it misses the mark in one way, it can hit in another. You know? Yeah, and that's probably why a bunch of, you know, teachers recommended this for, you know, hey, you know, there's no teacher here. Like yeah, but I actually did see that, like, a lot of Native American nations have this, like, book and movie on their, like, band list because um, they don't like the way that they're depicted, so. I mean, and fair. Yeah, I mean. so it's, like, interesting how it's, like, used as, like, a portrayal of you know, Native American culture maybe to, like, a more white audience um, than, obviously, Native American audience, so. Yeah. Things to think about, things to think about. But overall, I, I believe that it's something worth watching. Yeah, I think this is one of, like, my favorite movies that I've had. I've, like, had fun just, like, doing, like, watching this and then writing the script and doing some research. So I appreciate it. I hope that you guys watch it. Oh, we should mention it's on Netflix right now, but it's going off Netflix on April 31st. Yeah, I think it might be even earlier than I think. Yeah, the 31st. Mm -hmm. So if you want to watch this movie, um, you need to do so in like the next couple weeks. But hey, like if you're not vaccinated yet, you should still be staying home. So watch this movie one weekend. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I, you know, don't know when you'll be listening to this. So it could be in the future. And if it is in the future, just... It will definitely be in the future from now. You know, download it. You know, find it. Oh, does that work if you download it? No, can you can't. No, no, it won't. What you can do, though, is um, you can uh, find it on YouTube and mm. buy it. Mm. For or rent it for a small sum of money. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, maybe do that like with a friend, you know. Or you know, who knows where the streaming rights go next? That's how all these things go. Yeah, it might go from like Netflix to Hulu to the Disney Plus. Who Disney knows? Plus. But anyway, I'm KK. But uh, no, 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 I'm not done yet. I also okay. want to say I think this would be a good movie for a remake. I'm not usually one for remakes, but I think this one could. I, I think that this one could be it. I think that they would have to change a lot, but I would like to see, like, this movie as an adult. I feel like before I saw it, I was like, this movie should be remade. And then after I saw it, I'd be like, this is why this movie isn't really, like, keen to be remade. Because, like, the central plot is still kind of, like... Really fucked up. Kind of, like, yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I feel like it would need to be, like, reworked. A lot. For sure. But the, basically the only thing you can keep is the cupboard <laughs> and the shrinking. Oh, I also wanted to ask if this came, when did honey, I shrunk the kids. When did that movie come out? 
Some somewhere in the early nineties. And somewhere. so I'm like, I know that this was like a book first, but I'm like, this was in like that pri- the prime, like make everything miniature years, you know? Yeah. So. Well, we're cooking a lasagna. We're cooking a lasagna. The, lo- the timer is about to go off. Right, I'm <laughs> and I'm Wiggles. Thanks for joining us. Take it easy. Talk to you soon. And uh, you know. Stay smoking. Smoke weed every day, as Nate Dogg say. <laughs>